Hi everybody, my name is Rina Sandra. I'm the author of the textbook The Mudane India, which is written in Norwegian, and founder of the club The Modern India. You can see that greenhouse on the top, on the left, that is the club. The topic for today's podcast episode is Posten Norge, an emphasis to collaborate to develop next generation IT service management capability. I have with me a moderator today, Jadeline Kaur. She is project manager at a Nordic company, Shipste. Jadeline has a passion for everything tech-related. And then, of course, a big and warm welcome to our guest, Erik Bansen. Um, today is Diwali, Erik, so we have already wished you, but I want to wish you happy Diwali <laughs> once more. And I also want to wish all, everybody in the room a uh, happy Diwali today. Erik is an experienced chief information officer with long consulting and technology management background. He is responsible for IT in Posten Group. It's organized at corporate level and they have more than 20,000 employees in Norway, Norway, Sweden and Denmark. Posten are now focusing on delivering new business functionality, innovations and digitalization to support this strategy in a sustainable way. They are experiencing high growth in several of their business areas and they're working hard to scale up the capacity and to develop their employees. Over to you, Sharon Thanks, Rina. I'm Sharon Lin and uh, I'm your host for today's podcast. Let's get started. Outsourcing has become one of the most effective tried and tested models for profitable business operations. To outsource is to move a business function, services or processes to an external supplier. The benefits of outsourcing can be substantial from cost savings to greater competitive advantage. Increasingly, more Norwegian companies are choosing to outsource services abroad, especially to India. Last week, we received the news that Posten has chosen Infosys, an Indian multinational IT consulting company, as its supplier. So we have with us today Arne Eric Benson, the CIO of Posten, to speak more about it. Welcome to the podcast, Arne Eric. Thank you. Uh, please share with, that, with our listeners what does Posten do? Yes. I can share something. Uh, the Posten Norway is a very old company. It's owned by the government in Norway. It's based on the old Posten company and organized as a limited company. Uh, and we are actually almost 400 years old now. So it's actually really old, but it's still a lot of flexibility and energy in the organization. And we are moving out into the new digital area. Primarily, we have three different business areas. We have the classic postal area, which probably the most of your people know. And then we are more also in the logistic e-commerce area, which are a very growing business. And we also invest in something in the venture area. If you think, go back now, we are all, all, everybody been through a period with COVID-19. And during that period, we have seen a lot increase in the e-commerce where everybody's doing shopping and doing stuff on the internet. And that has been a good period for us. But it's also been a period 
when we look back to the start of period of COVID-19, that we have also taken the series very seriously the social responsibility we have in the society to make everything available during out in the country during a shutdown period. Uh, if you look into what we are doing, we are transportation, and I do a lot of transportation. That can be a challenging business in this area, looking into a more sustainable way to do things. And then I'm very proud that we are actually doing a lot in that area and investing a lot in doing it in a more sustainable way. We have actually the largest fleet of electric cars. We are investing in electric lorries, doing a lot in these areas to be sustainable. Uh, we are present in Norway, Sweden and Denmark, and almost more, more than 40% of our turnover is outside Norway. And that's not what everybody knows. 400 years. That's a legacy, uh, Arne. I'm impressed. Uh, as CIO of the Norwegian Postal Services, what are your responsibilities? Yes, I'm responsible for everything regarding IT in the group. Uh, everything should be up and running. Up and everything should work. It's the IT operations uh, that that's the area where everything should work. And then there's also the development of new functionality together with the business to develop new type of, yeah, it can be from supporting innovations to scale up new business function, new companies. Uh, yeah, we are doing a lot, for example, in this shelfless area, investing there and building IT solution to that. So it's split between IT operations and, and development of new functionality to the group. Uh, actually, these days we are a bit busy internally. Uh, it's, uh, uh, we are in a phase of do the preparation before a very critical period with this Black Week, Black Friday, Christmas period where everybody is doing a lot of shopping on the internet. And that means a lot of uh, parcels to transport. And then we do the preparation up front so we have to make sure that everything is working smooth and everybody gets the Christmas gifts and to Christmas. So it's a, yeah, it's everything from operation to development. That's interesting. Uh, I am now curious, referring to the news from last week, and then your comment above that you have, you are the CIO and you have uh, an overview of the IT operations at Poston and you're developing new things, you're part of ventures. So why choose to outsource when you can develop in-house? Yes, uh, our primary reason for selecting outsourcing is to actually get access to highly skilled professional resources and services. I can make two examples to illustrate it. It's always challenging to scale up and scale them uh, up and down the number of resources with the correct competence if it's based on in-house. Uh, then you need to go out in the market, recruit people, and when you are scaling down, you have to actually fire them. So you can't do that seen in my eyes. So you have to buy these kind of services, skilled resources with the competence you need uh, to a certain degree out, out of, uh, from external companies. Uh, and then there is another thing that if you go into the operations area, for the, if you like to operate like us with a lot of solutions that need to be operated 24-7 uh, 
365 days per year, you need to set up people that are able to work in shift and have the correct competence to actually do that. And that's not my core business. My core business of the company is to produce parcels, uh, postal business and these kind of services. So then it's more better for us to get help from professional companies that is used to and have a business model that can support it 24 seven. Uh, said this, I can comment that um, yeah, on a very high level, uh, it's more or less to, buy, to get access to very high skilled resources, a way to get actually ac the competence you need. Yeah, uh, and that sounds smart, actually. Uh, now I, I think that uh, more and more services are being outsourced today, and this trend is seen to be continuing in the years to come. Uh, I am now curious to know how do you identify which services can be outsourced and which cannot? Uh, yeah, I can only answer for IT services. Uh, for us it has been that we have selected uh, the type of service uh, like uh, IT operations, IT development service desk, what we call service integrations where we can find the competence in the market where the actual the external vendors can contribute with something that we don't have. Of course, within the development, we have people on our side, on our own that can contribute, but, we, but other companies are better in these kind of services. So we find the areas where we are not in the core business, such as IT operation and the service desk. That's the kind of uh, things that is actually what is easy to buy in the market and give us a benefit. Uh, if you think about what we think about the future here, we, we will continue with the outsourcing in the future, maybe the same kind of services, but we will maybe buy it in a different way in the future. Uh, uh, there is some something changing in the market. We are all working in a more agile way. We are think, talking about DevOps, going into that kind of way of setup. That triggers something. So if I look into the future, I will be buying different kind of services in the future. It's not, not so much kind of the classic service. It's more or less that you will be buying more resources than services into the future. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I can also mention that Postna has a very long history in this outsourcing business. We have been out, if you go back to almost the beginning of year 2000 uh, or the early 2000s, we have outsourced almost everything of the IT externally. And then later on, we have built up, up a bit of competence internally and to a certain degree taking something back. But we still continue the same with the outsourcing of the same type of services, but we change the way we are outsourcing it based on what is actually needed into the future. Really interesting. I am, uh, yeah, uh, it, it is quite, I guess it was quite a journey for you starting everything uh, from, you know, outsourcing and then slowly building it in and then keeping an understanding of what to outsource and what to in-house build. Uh, now, uh, given the news from the last week, I, I want to know why outsourcing to India? Good question. I will actually rephrase your question. 
to why outsourcing to Indian companies. Please players. do, yes. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's actually not. Uh, as a, we are not outsourcing to India. We are selecting actually the best players in the market. We are running these as international competitions, uh, where big companies such as Tata Consulting Services, Infosys, Cognizant, HEL, whatever, they are all competing about the same contracts. So it's not for me to actually to do a very, uh, it's not like I decide to go to India. I select the best vendor. We actually have the best offer in the combination of quality and price and actually able to help us in the long term that's the company we are selecting of course it needs to be at the correct price but it's as i mentioned several times now it needs to actually be also the correct competence and the processes so so uh, for me it's it's not selecting india it's not selecting uh, the specific country is selecting the correct vendors and we have seen in back in the latest year since the, maybe 2012 that the Indian pure players are actually very competitive in the market in the combination uh, quality and price yeah you know, they actually have the best offers aha so now I was going to ask you how did you proceed to choose emphasis and I see that you have already touched upon it you know, by mentioning that uh, the competitiveness and the quality, the combination of both that you get. But is there anything you'd like to add to this? Why yeah. you chose emphasis? Yeah, I can add something. Uh, it's always like this if you continue uh, with the same companies in the same outsourcing contracts for a long period. Maybe you, you relax a bit. Uh, you are not thinking thinking too creative or thinking about how to modernize it, then it can be easier to be a new company who is challenging the way of thinking, bringing into new ideas. What can we what can we modernize? What, where can we actually think in a different way? So there, actually, Infosys come, uh, came in and had good new ideas, brought new quality, new way of thinking, and actually modernized the services. So sometimes you need to get more energy in, into the area and to look forward and to with new eyes. And that that's one of the reasons. And of course, it was a competitive and the correct quality. Mm. And, uh, and uh, Arne, Eric, have you outsourced or has Post then outsourced work before to any other Indian consulting firm? Uh, yes. Uh, the first, and as I told, we starting the outsourcing back in the early 2000. And if you, the first time we had an Indian uh, part of the uh, delivery, it was I think in 2008. That was Capgemini, with an Indian operation uh, together with Toyota Every. But uh, with the current vendors, uh, it was in 2013 we got the uh, Tata Consulting Services (TCS). And they get a new, they had a, we had a new competition in 2019, and they won, won again. And we have they as an existing vendor, as a pure player, together with Infosys. And we of course have a more Nordic-based companies such as Tieto Every and also Telia in our setup. Mm. I see. Uh... 
Arne Erik, you also mentioned this, uh, that the competence that you get through outsourcing is something that is difficult to acquire right away. It makes it easier to scale up and scale down through the help of uh, outsourcing processes. But now I am going to ask you about how do you find the talent and competence in the Indian consulting firms that make them stand out? Yeah, that's always a challenging thing to find. Uh, some important factors I've learned during the years that you have to have the correct task. You have to have you have to offer the resources some interesting task and which actually challenge the correct people. So you get so you get them interested and that they are also interested to work there for a longer period. So you have to give them the correct challenges and then you have to treat them as your own resources you should be think them as your employees and give them the same possibilities and and work with them in a long period so you can keep the good talent and get you get a good reputation and you need to work together with the uh, vendors more like a partner so you get the correct attention at the uh, at the, um, the different vendors you can't involve too many vendors and then end up with buying just a few hours for each vendor. You need to give a lot of volume or interesting tasks, as I mentioned, so it get interested to get the correct people to you as a customer. And then, of course, also, when we are recruiting people, we are doing interviews, stuff like that. And if we maybe need three people, then we maybe take in five people in the team or whatever. And then after a period, maybe we keep three or four of them that is actually performing and actually feel it's the good people in the team. So you need to yeah, to take in enough people and let maybe somebody will leave during the period. That's some of my tricks. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Arne Eric, that uh, in order to get the outcome you desire, you have to work as partner and then... Uh, you know, the outsourcing partner should be an advisory, not just a support. So, so I, I really agree with you on that. Uh, I am now um, wondering, how do, you, how do you manage to measure the quality of work for the outsourced services? Now, what I understand is that when you do something in-house, you have the autonomy to, to you know, to change the direction or to measure the quality or to build to that quality. Now, in other words, I would like to understand, do you have to compromise on quality by working with firms that you outsource work to? Uh, it's not compromise of quality. Uh, it's even more important to actually have the correct quality uh, because we as an IT operation has to uh, to uh, to actually uh, take this, uh, we are accountable for the quality for our vendors to the business, and it's important that we actually deliver the correct quality. In the in the operations area, it's easy to measure the quality because there you can have KPIs measuring stuff very more easily. With the development area, it's more challenging to measure quality, but you have to measure quality. On a very high level, uh, we are following up the vendors on 
uh, internal surveys with uh, where we ask people in the IT organization, we ask people in the business uh, about how satisfied they are by the delivery. We are continuing following this up each half year uh, with different kind of surveys and then follow this up on each uh, and over a long period to see the trends. And then if we go into more, sorry, uh, into the more low level, we are following up teams. If there are people working in teams and they are before building stuff and developing stuff, we see how well they are performing and that the correct, we are getting the correct quality over time. And then following up, we do actions if the quality is not good enough. So I don't think that outsourcing is something and you have to compromise with the quality. It's, it's for me, it's same, same as internal people. And I actually get even the same type of complaints regarding quality, regarding internal delivery as external deliveries. We treat it as the same. That was enlightening and uh, quite a myth buster, uh, Arnerik. I would move on and ask you the last question for today. That is, according to PA Consulting, 28% of Norwegian companies say that they want to outsource more. The main reason why companies want to outsource more is the access to higher expertise and the opportunity to scale their business, which is quite aligned with what you mentioned before. Uh, what does Posten think about outsourcing in future and how aligned are you with this report from PA Consulting? Uh, I was one of the people who was participating in it uh, and I said uh, my answer was that I'm going to outsource the same level in the future as today. Uh, so in my setup you probably don't want, will not find more outsourcing in the future. You will see maybe a, we are moving in a different uh, way, not insourcing, it's more or less that we are buying the services in a different way. We are moving from buying kind of set uh, services with complete team quality, stuff like that, into more or less buying uh, resources with the correct uh, competence and going into teams in our current setup. It will be a mix with the old type of outsourcing and the new type of uh, outsourcing. But in a high level, I think it will be the same in our company as before. But remember, as I mentioned earlier, we have a very high outsourcing degree. So for us, it's more or less uh, being on a very high level of outsourcing. Thank you very much, Arne Eric. This was a lovely podcast and very enlightening, in my opinion. And with that, I thank Rina and Arne, and I give it back to Rina. Rina, please go ahead and reset the room. Thank you very much, Janeline. Yes, we are very happy uh, that we today have with us um, a very prominent guest, uh, Eric Bankson. He is the Chief Information Officer at Posten. Uh, thank you very much uh, for all of you uh, in the audience who have joined us for this live podcast. And a big thank you to Arne, who was so brave that he said yes to join us for a live podcast conversation. And especially thank you to you, Janine, for, um, for for moderating this room together with me.